0: Benifer is back, Brad and Jen are friends again, and Paris Hilton is somehow still making headlines. 20 years later, we're living in the world that the 2000s tabloids created. On this series, I'm going to tell you the story of a decade of American life through the trash we love to consume. From Spotify and the Ringer Podcast Network, I'm Claire Malone, and this is Just Like Us, the tabloids that changed America. Listen on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And it was really some of the most fun I've ever had. I went to Sicily. We had some great swimming there, me and my friends. Anyway, if you want to have a similar experience, download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy price with Priceline. Welcome back to Bachelor Party. I'm Juliette Littman. It's been a minute. Needed to catch my breath after that wild finale and think about what Gabby and Rachel could be doing as Bachelorettes together. But there's been a lot of news lately, so it seemed like a great time to fire up the pod once again. I hope you're having a great spring so far. I'm joined today by Morgan Wright. Morgan, welcome back to the podcast.
1: Hi, Juliet. Thank you. I feel uh, a little less nervous than I was the first time around. (laughs) I gotta be honest. You You know your job. The first, you know, other bachelor podcast that I ever went on as a guest. So I have a little bit more experience under my belt this time. I feel like I'll be able to do a little bit of a better job with you.
0: Well, I asked you to come on because my uh, co-host Callie Curry she introduced me to your Instagram because you provide a lot of news. And um, I keep up with a lot of Bachelor news through through your Instagram account. I'm not on TikTok. I know that's a, a place where you are. I am old. And <laughs> um, also, as I've said a million times, it's too noisy for me. Like, I like my social media to be passive and quiet. Yes. <laughs> and TikTok is inherently a loud situation. So
1: TikTok is all caps. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, if you're <laughs> writing out a message, Instagram has proper c- punctuation. But TikTok is all capital letters all the time.
0: Yeah, that's a great a great way of putting it. Although I did
1: watch that incredible TikTok of the
0: mom showing her sons their new house and they didn't realize it was their new house until they saw their Bluetooth speaker in the living room. Did you see that? Uh, no, I didn't. Oh my God. It's gone viral. I'll send it to you after. It is so, so sweet. Um, we're here today to talk about Bachelor news. I think we have to start with what the fuck happened? With Clayton and this woman who claims that she hooked up with him after meeting at the Penny Farthing here in New York City, um, I want you to give us the blow by blow. But first, I want to tell you the Penny Farthing is where this woman says she met Clayton. I've been to the Penny Farthing many times.
1: That was my first question I was going to ask you because I've only been to New York City one time, and I can tell you I have not been to Penny Farthing. So I need to know, you know, the scene that this is being set at. Sure. Okay. Well.
0: Why don't you give us the overview and I will tell along the way. I'll tell you about Penny Farthing and we'll talk about Clayton, who I can't stand just to be clear as we we get into it.
1: So how I learned about the story, I was in bed at 8.30 p.m. on a Saturday, like I do, you know, definitely not in the clubbing scene on Saturday (laughs) night. I am old. I mean, I know you said you were, but I am too. Um, And somebody sent me, you know, the video of this girl on TikTok telling this elaborate story about how she met a bachelor. Uh, she didn't say who it was. She never mentioned his name, but said that it was a bachelor. It wasn't somebody who was on the bachelorette, um, that she went home with this guy that she knew it was him. And that after she left, she looked him up and he was still with his winner. She didn't know if they were engaged or whatever. And you know, the whole world just kind of blew up. The bachelor world anyways, blew up thinking, who could this be? Some people thought it was maybe Matt James, um, but not a lot of of other options besides Clayton, because none of the the most recent bachelors are still with their winners. Um, So I remember I saw the video and I just looked at the comments and I think I was the first person to see that she actually wrote Clayton's name in Mm. the comment. Mm. And that's when I posted my video with with that receipt of, okay, here's his name in the comment section. And then, you know, all hell broke loose. An hour later, Clayton is defending himself on Instagram, (laughs) you know, sharing his location. We didn't hear a lot from Susie that night, which I actually love because the next morning, you know, she gets on and she is also pulling out her receipts. I feel like Susie definitely wears the pants in that relationship. like She could not be any less bothered by it, but I felt like Clayton was in a corner like crying somewhere over it. (laughs) Which, if you're being accused of something you didn't do and having all of Bachelor Nation come at you for it, I can imagine that would be very stressful. So I'm not going to judge him about that. Before I knew all the details, I believed it. I was like, oh, this sounds right. I was like,
0: oh, Bachelor guy (laughs) cheating on his girlfriend already in new york i'm like yeah sure that sounds that sounds right and but then clayton had a lot of receipts to to disprove it yeah and of course reality steve started getting involved and but at first i was like okay sure like it's just it actually does seem like something that would happen so i was like willing to give this girl a chance also like i i guess like just after his season Clayton gets no benefit of the doubt. For me, I'm just like, this guy's a dummy. So especially when it comes to dating.
1: I think that was really the issue, right? Is that he's been through so much crap already, you know, by his own doing. I mean, we all know the saga that went down on his season, but people don't give him the benefit of the doubt because of what we saw. So I think that he kind of had maybe a little bit of PTSD from all the stuff that he endured when he was on our television screens. But, you know, then then this girl gets on and makes another video adamant that I did hook up with this guy. Like I know that I did. I'm talking to Reality Steve. Um, And then we find out that she sent Reality Steve a photo and Reality Steve says, that's not Clayton. What was the photo of? So I actually have it up on my Instagram story. I can send it to you, but it was security footage from, I guess if it was either it was um, like a
0: dorm security footage, I think. Yeah,
1: like maybe an apartment complex or maybe a dorm, like you said, but it was de- it was the back of them. So you can't see the guy's face, but you can tell that he's um a little bit leaner, I guess, um than Clayton would be. Yeah, but same kind doesn't, of-
0: doesn't have the massive thighs. No shot. No. It's just a, defi- <laughs> a defining characteristic of Clayton.
1: And it's like, you know, she claimed she didn't watch this show. So if she really has no idea who this guy is and and maybe is a little bit drunk, is that believable that she would really be tricked into thinking that this guy is Clayton? I don't know. I don't know if she's just trying to cover her tracks. I feel like if that really happened to her, she could easily sue this guy because that has to be illegal.
0: Yeah. I mean... It's definitely, definitely not good. The picture is really weird, though. I'm like, how did she get that? Like, did she ask her her building security camera? Like, I I don't know. So the Penny Farthing is in the East Village. It's on, like, 13th Street and, like, 2nd Avenue, something like that. It is, like, they have good food. Like, they they definitely do. Um, And it's, like, a total, like, bro bar. Like, it doesn't surprise me that you would meet a guy there who, who, like, probably thought it was funny to tell some girl that he was The Bachelor.
1: Yeah, it's um, just the, the clientele. Yes. I
0: also think that maybe, I wonder if he did it. I, I, don't, I don't know why I'm giving this total creep at the benefit of the doubt, but I do wonder if like he said it thinking she would know that he was lying or joking or like refuted or something because it's so outrageous and like yeah. such a galling thing to do. It's
1: and pretty mean, weird. It's pretty like stereotypical, but I feel like you know, any senior in college, I would say about 90% of girls watch The Bachelor when they're seniors in college, you know, at least know what's going on. So maybe he does this all the time. It's like actually very creepy and scary if that's the
0: case. Yeah. And then I felt really bad for her. I mean, it's shitty to try to like call a bachelor out on social media and just like air out your dirty laundry like I don't know. I guess just personally, I'm not really trying to tell the world about who I'm hooking up with. So. Right. But she then had like, there was like a lot of backlash. Like all of these dudes from Bachelor and Bachelorette being like, I stand with Clayton and like Michael A doing like a long video about like how it's like fucked up what she did and these are real people's lives. And it's like, well, she's a real person too. And I don't know. I just And then it's like also just so embarrassing and everyone knows about it. I don't know. Yeah. I, I felt I felt really bad for her.
1: I feel like Michael um has you know him, right? Yeah, I do. And he he has a really big heart and he has a soft spot for Clayton because I feel like um Clayton really leaned on Michael during his season. I guess there were some really, you know, bad nights and and at the end of the day Michael was a really good friend to Clayton. So maybe that's why he felt like he had to publicly defend him because they are friends and and if anyone knows how bad Clayton went through it mentally during his season, it was Michael. Um, yeah. And I mean, look. How do, how do they know each other, though? Clayton? They Clay, They were on different seasons. I think that they're just connected
0: through the Bachelor world, you know? Oh, okay. Bachelor little, Nation. Citizens yeah. of the same land.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I definitely... If you have no idea what you're getting into with Bachelor Nation, like... This girl, I don't think, really knew what was about to happen. All of us knew because Bachelor Nation is insane and psychotic sometimes, like a little too much. Even the fans, I think, can be a lot. Um, I I feel bad for her if she was truly tricked because that's scary. And any girl who's ever gone home with a, a guy at a bar and then realized... I don't know who I went home with last night. That has to be like one of the worst feelings in the world I can imagine. Terrifying.
0: Yeah. Legitimately terrifying. Like, And like you said, if it's not illegal, it's like the subject of a Netflix documentary. It's like the Tinder swindler.
1: Yes. Now I also, like you said, wouldn't have got on and blasted it, you know, to the ends of TikTok. And I feel like, was it, was it initially to gain followers and to have this viral moment i think probably but i don't think she expected the avalanche of what was to come after that
0: yeah i i don't think so either and then and then her apology videos are like really sad i actually didn't watch them because it depressed me too much but it was just <laughs> like it was just like a young a young woman staring straight into camera dark you know seemed sad wearing wearing like your sad sweats, not like your cute matching <laughs> twin set for your TikTok video. And-, and it's
1: funny because she made sure she looked real good for the first one. You know, she was in like this cute little shirt that looked like she was going out. Her hair was done. And then in the apology video, it is like big hoodie over the head, like hair on top of her head. So I'm like, she's been going through it. <laughs> yeah. I I, <laughs> I also... um. What did you think about
0: her? So one thing that Clayton did to show that she was wrong was he was able to like show his location, which I don't know how to do that on my phone. Once again, I'm old. Like, I'm just, I don't like, know how to do that either. Do you get to have like a, is there like a, like, a log of everywhere you've been? I thought it just moves with you. I only share my location with two friends, so I don't really know how it works.
1: I like actively don't, sh- don't share my location. You know, like whenever you open an app or something and it's yeah. like, can I have access to this? I always click no. Same, so I'm, oh, like, Same. How does he I don't know that's just a weird thing to have like immediate knowledge of and already have it turned on. It's like what happened to make you a know that this feature exists and b already have it like turned on ready to go on your phone. I I don't
0: know. And it's just like does Susie not trust him like I think ultimately that's a that's a red flag to me about their relationship. So yeah, I don't know how I that's don't know. going.
1: I, and it, it it's just the whole thing was just such a wild ride, and it's like I said before, I was really surprised in a good way with how Susie handled the whole situation because I felt like she would be really upset and whatever, but it it almost felt like the opposite. Like it felt like she thought it was funny, and you know, she came with her receipts and and in her TikTok video, she was like making jokes throughout the whole entire thing, and I don't know, I just i just think it's funny that clayton's the one that is super upset and Susie's the one that's like just let it go dude like it's just this random girl on tiktok
0: yeah and then he kept posting those screenshots of his response she sent him voice memos which is great move i love i love a voice memo and he wrote back (laughs) in text um which i'm kind of like did he do that because that's how he wanted to respond or for the receipts i guess we we won't know but i think he was upset because he is just like really obsessed with how people receive him. Like he's yes. not, yeah, like he, like that's like one of the things we learned from his season of the bachelor is like, he really cares what other people think about him. And I, I think the reason why he handled the end of the show so poorly is because he's just really worried about how he's being received, which is like normal. But yeah. if that's, if that's a big focus for you, that's tough on reality TV. Cause it's like, you're, you're opening yourself up to so much criticism, even if you're great. Like, even if you're like, you know, Someone like Michelle, who everyone loves, or at least everyone I know, you're still gonna get a lot of feedback that like even like something that's totally benign could hit you the wrong way if you care a lot.
1: Yeah. And I feel like maybe producers kind of saw that in him. And I mean, he didn't make it that far on Michelle's season. So he didn't really have the opportunity to, you know, gain a fan base, you know, with the viewers in a good way or a bad way. So it's like, He kind of went into it, even though he was on a previous season, but with not a lot of experience on backlash or people being like team Clayton. And I think that it was just way too much for him to handle. Like you said, I I've also always thought he cares a lot about what other people think of him. And at the end of the day, especially with this, you just can't. And it's funny because I will end up having much more respect for someone like Matt James Who watching his season, I I was like so annoyed with him the whole entire time. A lot of people were. But now I really like him because I feel like we're we're seeing him in a whole new light where I feel like I'm seeing Clayton in the same light that I saw him on the show. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I, I think Clayton seems like he he wants the attention and therefore was like kind of comfortable with it. Matt seemed uncomfortable the whole time. Plus obviously his season was deeply flawed. I, you know, I still, um, I don't really know exactly what to make of Matt and Rachel's relationship. Like I have to assume they're working through things together. And I do hope, you know, I, I do think that one, something, something like with Rachel, like it does seem to the extent I know, it seems like she's like putting in the necessary, like learning hours to become like a, you know, a, a less ignorant and like, a frankly less racist person or at least like less casually racist I think I think it's just really hard to separate like for me as just like a commentator to separate any of my thoughts on their relationship from the context in which we saw it unfold yeah there after the final rose was so uncomfortable and everything about that season was so counterproductive that it's like just very hard for me to really like have an opinion or engage or feel invested in them which honestly is probably the best for them like if no one is really caring (laughs) it's probably probably good for them and I just hope that she's you know she is doing that work it's such a cliche but I you know I do hope that it is happening um but I I agree with you like Clayton seems to be who we thought he was and if that's what Susie wants that's great she does have a maturity to her um as you pointed out and I I I haven't kept up with them that closely, but I, I, how much longer do you think they'll date? Like, what's your, what's your guess for, for Susie and
1: Oh, I think probably, hmm. I, I'll give it a year. I think they'll have yeah. a long relationship. You know, if you move in with somebody, it's got to be pretty serious. Totally. Yeah. Um, but I just don't see them getting married, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I, they're both really young. I mean, yeah. and that's okay. So, you know, and also, you know, Maybe they will get married. I I don't know, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to hit two other topics of bachelor news and gossip. Um, the first, which I forgot to mention to you beforehand, so sorry. That's it okay. is. I want to talk about what's happening with Bachelor in Paradise. Yes, I. I, I um, I was worried it wasn't going to happen when I heard about the timing for the next bachelorette season, which begins on July eleventh which means it'll probably go to mid to late September. Mm -hmm. Um, I now understand why they're able to do that because dancing with the stars is moving to Disney plus. So that Monday slot that uh, used to take up will be free in the fall. And then they can air some football games, which I think ABC announced. So that's fine. But still my question is when is paradise going to air? And are we going to get the old Bachelor? Because that's like, you know, they're clearly back on schedule for Bachelor. So Bachelor will come again in, in January. And we got mm-hmm. Gabby and Rachel coming in July. So what do you have, what's your, what are they saying on the internet streets about when Paradise is going to air and when it's going to film?
1: So um, I think it will air like where the Bachelorette used to just push back a little bit. So essentially, instead of having that Paradise in the middle, mm-hmm. it would be Bachelor, Bachelorette, and then Paradise which I've heard that they're like not considering a lot of people from, you know, the, the past couple of cycles and that a lot of them are going to be from Clayton season and then from Gabby. And so it's like a reset. Yeah, I think a little bit. I'm not sure why. I don't know if that's true. I mean, I'm sure we'll see. Uh, we always see previous members, but you know, the majority of them aren't going to be people like Andrew or Greg. They'll be more of Gabby and Rachel's guys, which I'm a little bit, I mean, I wanted to see some of Katie's guys on paradise. If you asked me to name them, I couldn't, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I honestly would have liked to see Greg and Andrew there together. I just like the two of them together. I think if they were both single, this is a pro
0: Greg podcast.
1: Okay, good, good. Because I was feeling a little bit insecure when I was no. getting to say, but I would have loved to see a double bachelor with Greg and Andrew.
0: I think they might still so do that. Fun, yeah, they might still do that. I'm excited about the the duality. We'll come back to that in a second. If that is true, if they are only having cast members from uh, this next Bachelorette season with Rachel and Gabby and Clayton season, I would guess they're doing that to avoid too many longstanding relationships getting in the way. Because obviously the Brendan and Piper situation and like all the other, like we knew each other before the show. Right. That's true. It really corrupts the show. Not, not that it's like not good television. I mean, the, the Brendan implosion was definitely riveting and also sad. Um, but it makes it 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 takes control away from the producers and like makes the storytelling less interesting because they have to give you all this context and like give right. you all all of the information about like what Natasha or what Piper and Brendan were talking about like on the daybed or whatever and it, so they can't like grow storylines within the show so it probably makes it way harder to do it and I would guess that that might be why if they go in that direction but it still either is going to run alongside the Bachelorette or it's going to run in the fall so. I'm just confused because it used to be Bachelorette would start Memorial Day weekend and run to the middle of July or end of July. And then basically, Paradise would go from like the first week of August to mid-September, which was way too long, by the way. Like By the time you get to September, it's like, we're ready to move on.
1: Yeah. So, well, not to mention two-hour episodes Monday and Tuesday. Like It it's is brutal. not needed.
0: It's brutal. I completely agree. It really tests, tests my...
1: Uh, My fortitude as a Bachelor podcaster. but I'm really hoping they shorten it because it's just too much. To commit four hours a week, you know, to Bachelor in Paradise, yes, we love it. But either make it, you know, one hour Monday and Tuesday or two hours on a Monday. But to do both is just a lot. This episode is
0: brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet and the other, well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. eBay knows that when it comes to jewelry, authenticity is the real gem. When you see the blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, It means your next piece will be carefully inspired by jewelry experts and will always be worth its weight in gold. Whether you're looking to make a statement or build the perfect everyday look, eBay is making sure you get the real deal. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that jaw-dropping piece will always arrive jaw-droppingly real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. Put it on streaming. Just put it straight on Hulu. See how that happens. Helps Hulu or something. I d- I don't know, but I really want Old Bachelor. So if Bachelor in Paradise is coming in the fall and we don't get Old Bachelor, I'm going to be pissed. I know they've been teasing it forever. I know.
1: <laughs> Literally, it feels like for five years they have been advertising it,
0: and it worked out so so well uh, with Rachel getting to the final when when her entrance was with the older woman. So yeah. <laughs> they they've got to do it. Um, next topic. Gabby and Rachel, they're in production. They're traveling. Mike Fleiss is tweeting about it. They're in Europe. I'm really excited. I I, I really, uh, I don't know how this is going to go, but I did you watch Joe Millionaire by any chance? I did,
1: and I was obsessed with it. So I'm so glad that did that worked. How did that work?
0: What was the format of that?
1: So, um, essentially in like a rose ceremony type of situation, right? Um, Both the guys would be there and then all the girls would be there as well. And then the host, it was a butler. His name was Martin, would be the one to call out the girls' names and say, you know, they would like to spend more time with you. And you didn't really know who was connecting the most with who until they got down to like maybe the final eight. Hmm. And then they had to make a decision. You know, who are you here for? Kurt or Steven. And then from there on out, it would just be focusing on those relationships between the two people. Um, I think it, it was a lot. Actually, I think it was the final four. So I d- I just don't want to be wrong and people to like flood my DMs. But <laughs> don't worry about
0: it. I'm wrong get, all the
1: time. It's fine. <laughs> they get to a point where they have to choose which one they want to be with. So I feel like they definitely could go that route. And And I mean, I thought Joe Millionaire was amazing. And even watching it, this was before they announced the the double bachelorette. I was like, this is what the bachelor needs to do because it creates so much organic drama and the guys never turned against each other. You know, they were like, they had a bromance throughout the whole entire time. So it's like, if you know how to do it right, because that's the biggest concern for a lot of people, right? They don't want to see Gabby and Rachel hate each other at the end of the process over some stupid guy. So Mm -hmm. it's like, if you really work hard to make sure that the two leads stay connected, stay friends, then it really, it does have infinite possibilities to create drama on its own internally and be that much better, I think. Yeah,
0: I... I think there's just also an opportunity for there to, like, be friendship. Like, I don't know if you watched Boy Island, but I liked watching the women of that show, like, talk to each other and, like, and share notes and defend each other. I also really enjoyed, uh, Nikki Glazer on that. Oh, um, no, I
1: didn't watch it, but I've heard good things. I it was good, to. yeah.
0: I think there's just also, like, an opportunity to approach it kind of differently. Um... And so I, I'm all for it. They just need to shake up the show to keep it to keep it relevant too. Agreed. another thing I, I'm really enjoying is like as I was Googling about like how are we getting updates on Gabby and Rachel? A lot of it is coming from Jesse Palmer's uh, personal Instagram. <laughs> and <laughs> of course, <laughs> I, I love Jesse. So I'm like, great. Let's make him the mouthpiece and like see how it goes. But uh,
1: oh, my gosh, the biggest conspiracy theory out there is that Jesse Palmer is the one that uh, took the TikTok girl home. Oh my God. (laughs) He's
0: filming. There's no way they're in Europe right now. So funny. I I don't believe it for one second. (laughs) Um, also the other thing about having two bachelorettes is like, neither has to be great at the role, there's just like a lot more to work with. So like, you're not banking on one person being perfect. I think it's going to be good.
1: And I think that they would balance each other really well, you know, because Rachel, I feel like is a little bit more uh, reserved. Gabby's a little bit you know, goofier, Goofier. but I think together, you know, it could create a good balance. Yeah, I
0: definitely agree there. Last we learned they were in Paris. Mike Fleiss tweeted a picture of them. So I wish them the best. Uh, you had Tammy on your podcast this week. I did. Yes. Tell us the name of your podcast and where we can find it.
1: It's uh, Morgan's pop talks. You can get it wherever you get your podcast, Spotify, um, Apple pods. It's also all linked on my Instagram and my TikTok page at Morgan P Talk. So if you have trouble finding it, just come see me there. Gotcha. Okay.
0: I always liked Tammy. And then she got into like some fights. She sort of was like turned into a mean girl, but I was a big fan of hers at the beginning. She was on Peter's season, I believe. Yes.
1: Uh, what's she up to now? She's up to a lot. I think that Tammy is really just misunderstood. I feel like I also really, really enjoyed her, but she did sometimes get into a little bit of hot water. But, um, you know, I think sometimes there was like a double standard against her. Like everyone was mad at her for, you know, the Thomas and Aaron situation when Aaron was also making out with like Serena and nobody cared. It's like we're on Bachelor in Paradise. Like she should not be shamed for exploring other options. I'm sorry that Aaron got his ego hurt, but she actually talked to me a lot about that. Her and Aaron still are not on good terms. Um, he like really holds a grudge against her and makes her life awkward whenever they're together. Um, but the most interesting thing that, that we spoke about, because she did do this Instagram story about a month ago, essentially like breaking up with the bachelor franchise, you know, saying that she was done and that, you know, she, has done all she can do for them. And it it was really like intense. Do you remember that Instagram story? Mm, Yeah, of course. So we talked about that. And of course she can't tell me explicitly because their NDAs are literally for life. So she would get in trouble. Um, but she said she's been working on something with them for a very, very long time. Um, it would have been a first, which, you know, she was, she would be the first Asian lead potentially if she was a bachelorette. Um, she said that she believes that producers have a core group of favorites and that even though she's tried really really hard to be one she's not one and she never will be one and you know she said that she felt like the rug was pulled out from underneath her and i asked her i said well is it is it something that you could do on your own or did you need you know, the franchise support behind you? And she, she said, like, yeah, I needed the franchise support behind me. And I asked her, I said, was it Bachelorette? And, you know, I can't confirm or deny. That's what she <laughs> said. So I genuinely believe that they at least made her think that she was in the realm of possibility to be the first Asian lead Bachelorette and that that was the direction that they were potentially going to go. And then they decided not to.
0: That's too bad. I like, I, I think... I I have a hard time believing she was ever really in contention though because she was they like they very infrequently cast a villain into that like even Nick when he became bachelor had had like mm-hmm. this real redemption on Paradise first and so I I would be surprised but I think they just they just manipulate you and play with you so who Oh who 100%. Knows? Yeah. yeah. They
1: definitely they definitely use you they need you until they don't mm-hmm. you know and I mean especially when the topic of diversity has been so prominent in the franchise the past couple of years. You know, they need someone like Tammy until they don't. And I f- <laughs> I feel for her in that aspect totally. of it.
0: And I think that's why someone like her or like Chris Bukowski, like they're just like, I'm done with this. Like I, yeah. I'm out. I, m- moving on, which is yeah. probably healthy, you know, start over with a new, just a new phase of life. I, she did say I, she I potentially
1: was coming back to TV on a different network. Oh, so who we'll knows have- what she's going to be up to. Interesting. All right. Yeah.
0: Um we got two more items we need to hit. Next, Tia, Tia Booth, who was delightful on Paradise last time. Was it last time? Yeah. yeah. She just got engaged. She got proposed to by her boyfriend at a bachelor live show a couple of days ago on stage. And I'm happy for her, disappointed for us as viewers. But um Morgan, you just got yes, engaged. Would you I want did. to be would you want to be engaged to on stage like that?
1: (laughs) Well, you know, what's funny is that I was proposed to on a stage in front of a a handful of people, like, you know, 20 people or so. So um, here's something that you might not know. Uh, My dad actually is a pastor of a non-denominational church. And it's, you know, been a big part of my upbringing. Like as a kid, I slept on the pews, you know, like my family was just always there. and so. I was proposed to in front of my family and a couple people, you know, from our church. My boyfriend made me like a video that played on the big screen. I had no idea that it was going to happen there. I thought we were all just, you know, meeting there. Um, So I remember thinking in that moment, I can't believe he's doing this in front of people. You know what I mean? Like, and I felt not embarrassed because of my family, but still, like, that was my thought. I can't believe he's doing this in front of people. So when I saw Tia, I was like, oh my gosh in front of that many people, I would be like losing my mind because I was losing my mind a little <laughs> bit in front of 20 people. So I couldn't imagine uh, 5,000 or however many people were in there. But I mean, I like it that she'll have at least video evidence of the memory for the rest of her life. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's
0: nice for her. I just feel like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just old fashioned. I'm just like, keep it smaller. Keep it private. Also, they just like, haven't been dating that long. But what do I know?
1: Yeah, I think I think I would not like that big of a crowd. It yeah. would make me just feel, but it's Tia, you know, she's, she's Tia. So I think she probably <laughs> loved it. They're cute though. I like them together.
0: Yeah. I, I like Tia a lot. She's great. Um, One last item. I have like almost no proof on this and I couldn't find it, but I showed up my DMs a few times. Romeo, former guest of this podcast. Is he dating Elizabeth? She of the, of the shrimp.
1: <laughs> yeah, I also just very briefly saw something about this as well and it's like I couldn't find out any other information besides the fact that somebody saw them holding hands over the no. weekend. And like that was it. Hmm, but people what, are still like oh. I mean you don't hold you don't hold your hands with like just your friends, do you?
0: No, but also it doesn't necessarily mean you're dating. Maybe you once, maybe you met at the penny farthing and you're going home together. Like, who, <laughs> who, who knows? I don't know. So, I hope
1: it's not true though, because I really want Elizabeth to be on paradise.
0: I just want the best for Romeo. He seems like a slightly tortured soul. So oh. I, <laughs> <laughs> I liked him a lot when he came on this pod, but, um, I don't know. seems like they could be a, a good mix per, or a good match. Perhaps. What do, what do I know? Um, Anyway, there's a lot happening in Bachelor Nation For the next couple months, I'm hopefully going to do some interviews Keep up with the news Uh, Morgan's always keeping up with Bachelor News So follow her on all platforms And listen to her podcast Morgan, thank you so much for joining me It was an absolute delight Um, I'll be back on Wednesdays for the rest of the spring Until we hit our Bachelorette season on July 11th So, let's go Thanks to Erica Cervantes for producing this episode